omnipresent and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify him! Crucify him! And it totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you, and I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Welcome, it's Friday. It is September 1st and we're going to be digging in um, to John chapter 13, the second half of it. Uh, I know we've been out on uh, the last couple of Fridays traveling for the Open the Heavens event as well as a reawaken tour. So we're back in the studio live and I've got my partner in crime here, uh, Gus. Gus, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, Rick. How are you? How's everybody? Good, good. Uh, hey, would you mind opening us up in a prayer? to uh, get us uh, our hearts ready for this, uh, this message in chapter 13. I would love to. Abba Father, we come before you tonight, all the people here, myself, Rick, all our backstage members, all those on Facebook and Rumble and all the different various platforms that are gonna tune in tonight, Lord. They're tuning in not to listen to us, to hear your word, Lord, your timeless word. And we pray, Lord, that you give us insight that when people hear the word, they see you and not us. We're just the vehicles, Lord, and we ask that your Holy Spirit be with us and each and every participant participant that's listening tonight, Lord, as we break your bread, the word of life, and drink in your spirit, the blood, because the blood represents the life, Lord, that's your life, that we, we, we acknowledge, Lord, you're seated at the right hand of the Father, and you're in charge of all things. The enemy might not think so. I think he knows. His end is near. Lord, we just bless you and pray that you be with us tonight. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. All right, we're going to start with some music. We always like to worship. We're going to get into the word detail, but we want to worship um, first and get our hearts right. I think that's a great way to learn the word is when we, uh, we just have the Holy Spirit power come on us. And we're going to start with this beautiful song, um, The Goodness of God. And uh, this song is, um, all of these just, just ooze scripture, right? That's what I love about it. All my life you have been faithful. So, so good. I will sing of the goodness of God. Exodus 15, 2 says, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise and exalt him. That's Exodus 15, 2. Another part of the song talks about, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. And right into Lamentation says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Hallelujah. You're mm. singing. The third verse in the song talks, but you have led me through the fire in the darkest night, close as no other. I've known you as a father and a friend. And the Galatians 4, 6 says, and because you are sons, God has sent his spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Another, another verse here talks about your goodness is running after me with my life laid down. I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. And Luke 6.38 says, Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure. Running over for with the rescue you use it. It will be measured back to you. Luke 5.13. It's measured back to you. He is good. He's a good, good God. Isn't he? <laughs> Let's worship him. I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails me All my days I've been held in your hand From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God
Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Gosh, would, you mind, would you mind reading these, these verses? Yeah, I wouldn't mind at all. Now, <clears throat> now I have resurrection power living inside of me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Jesus, you have given us freedom. And John 14, 12 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these because I'm going on to my Father. That's powerful, folks. That's what we're called to be. We're called to, to be mimics, to mimic Jesus Christ. No longer bound by sin and darkness, living in the light of your goodness. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires. That's Galatians 5.24. And Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's John 8.12. And the third verse we want to highlight is, Your Holy Spirit lives in me. And I have been redeemed. The new has come. Amen. In him you also, when you heard the word, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him. Key factor, folks, you got to believe. We're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. That's Ephesians 1.13. And Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, uh, redeemed us from the curse of the law, becoming a curse for us. And that's Galatians 3.13. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise He's the so Lord. Good. Mm -hmm. Resurrection power. I think guess is number one song. I love this song. <laughs> you called me from the grave by name. You called me out of all my shame. I see the old is passed away. The new has come. Now
love that. It's a shorter song. Sometimes I wish these go longer. <laughs> All right. Amen, we're gonna amen. Into, we're going to get into some scripture now. Um, I tell you what, this is um, a beautiful chapter of, uh, of uh, I need to get Gus back on there. Sorry about that. Um, Gus. So we have a, a G, a Jesus washes the people to fight disciples. We went through that um, about two weeks ago. I guess three weeks ago, because the last two weeks we, we have been gone, but we've been playing uh, some replays of some beautiful teachings. Um, but we're going to now dig into this uh, second part of this, where we ended up was right here. So we uh, we ended, ended I want to change one thing here, just so we have the red letters of Jesus. There we go. Amen. We, we ended, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. That is what we ended with uh, last time. Now Amen. we get in, nah. And now we get into one of you will betray me. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The one, the disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. One of his disciples, whom the Jesus loved, was reclining at the, t- the table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So the disciple, leaning back against Jesus, said to him, Lord, who is it? So right before he answers that, let's dig into this a little bit first too, Gus. Any, any thoughts on that? Well, first of all, he is the great I am. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He knows the beginning from the end, and he tells us a thing before he does a thing. And in the Old Testament, Rick, you probably may have the scripture uh, that discusses uh, this, where he would be betrayed uh, by one of his disciples. So he knew it was coming. It was part of his plan. Sometimes I like to think, uh, most people think Judas is a real bad dude or whatever. Perhaps they're not looking at our own selves because... While we were yet sinners, he saved us. We all have something in our past. And I always like to think if Judas wasn't the betrayer of Jesus, would he have been able to go to the cross? And then, you know, it's like one of those never-ending cycles that go through your mind. Um, But yeah, Jesus knew he was aware he was going to do it. And then you got this little side chat going on at the table. Like Peter's like, hey, John, ask him who the guy is that's going to betray him. Uh so that's interesting interesting. one thing that's awesome about this is that this um entire betrayal of jesus and and peter denying him is in all four gospels right that's one thing i just love about the reliability of the bible i teach a lot and the fact is that we have four different accounts of this right that's often true of many stories in the synoptic gospel gospels of matthew mark and luke but uh, to have john and all four the other three synoptic gospels is uh is amazing you know, another thing to think about, right, that hit me was, uh, you know, Judas betrayed him to the cross, but I almost want to say thank God he did because we all wouldn't be saved if he didn't go through the cross, right? But I'm not mm-hmm. saying Judas was aware of that thinking, and, you know, he knows our hearts. The word is a discern of our hearts, uh, our minds, and the intents of our heart. But the difference between Judas and Peter just hit me. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter betrayed him three times. <laughs> but yet he didn't commit suicide and Jesus came back and forgave him and I often wonder, often wonder if, if uh, maybe the Lord let him take Judas take himself out because he knew he would have had a rough life after that betraying Jesus Christ I don't know mm-hmm. or 
maybe Judas just was so um, so defeated in the fact that he had he had uh, done this to Jesus. He went out and committed suicide. It's just uh, it's just one of those things that if Jesus knowing the end from the beginning and this is the story, it's like it's just the way it had to all happen. I guess it's it's one of those quagmires. You look at the word and you think of other things other than what you've been traditionally taught say in church and that read the scripture for yourself and mm -hmm. see what the lord speaks to your heart about it um i know judas did a bad thing but uh we all do bad things yes i think it's really intriguing how all the dis uh disciples you look at the different versions of this are, are saying lord who is it right is yeah. and so they were one of was them right yeah exactly so <laughs> they were thinking maybe this is an involuntary thing and we're going to and and, and and obviously you like you said peter peter ended up doing that three times right um we see back here in mark 14 18 19 it says and as they were reclining at the table and eating, Jesus said, this is Mark's version, truly I say to you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. But this, this is a little bit more information. They began to be sorrowful and say to one another, is it I? Right, so they were being sorrowful, going, oh my goodness, is, is it me? Right, so I think that's healthy though. The disciples were mature at this point. We've been with them for three years and they knew they always had to be looking at their own sin, their own life, right? And I think that's some one thing we can learn from this is that we need to do that same thing, right? Hey, man, they weren't saying, "Hey, it's it's uh, Peter or it's it's John." They were they were wondering if it was themselves. They were self. They were examining themselves. That's a good point, Rick. Mm -hmm. Very good point. Yeah, and I think that's, that's awesome. yeah, that, that's what we have to do. And it's all is equal at the foot of the cross, right? Doesn't matter what class we are. Doesn't matter how wealthy we are. Doesn't matter. Uh, what sex or gender or what you know it doesn't matter all is equal at the foot of the cross and we should always uh, we always have to die to ourselves every day and we always should be asking that question um, I know like uh, the little one had some words here that was pretty harsh on the number 60 here and, and somebody said gosh am I the one that is weak right so I heard some I thought somebody say that and and I think that's healthy though um, obviously because what God's really calling us to get close to him at this time know his word worship him be alone with him right this it's really important to do that at this point in time and um very healthy i think yeah there's a scripture that says something that in fact i'm trying to think of where it is uh letting uh, when a man thinketh he stands you know basically think again you know examine yourself when you know don't quit, don't let pride take over and think you're you've made the mark yeah as soon as you as soon as you think you're humble then you're you're being prideful <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So that's a like. How can I be so humble when I'm so great? You know. Yeah. Exactly. It's like that. It's like that song. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when uh, when you're perfect in you're every perfect way. In right? every way. <laughs> that's right. So, right, boy, that's exactly uh, the slippery slope that pride can grab us. Right. And so, I think it's cool that the, the disciples were really looking at that. Then it said, then Jesus answered him, which says, so, the, so they said, Lord, is it I? Jesus answered. It is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread I have dipped. So when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, what are going to do? Do quickly. What you are going to do, do quickly. Now, no one at the table knew why he had said this to him. 
Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, buy what you need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. Anything there, Gus? Um, yeah. Jesus, like I say, he knew it was going to happen. He was identifying who it was without saying who it was. But he's handing the morsel of bread to him. And when Jesus said, uh, what you are going to do, do quickly. I don't believe he was saying that to Judas Iscariot himself. He was saying it to the spirit that entered him. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. And the spirit entered him. That spirit that entered him could have just as well been removed after the fact you know could mm -hmm. the story of judas could have ended up differently i think you know but you know praise god his word is right and it's it's the way it is but um yeah he was talking just like he said to peter get behind me satan you know it's like if uh if you said something that i identified as the enemy speaking through you just imagine me saying to you rick get behind me satan you probably get offended but you know mm. it's it's the spirits it's we're just vessels and we can either have the holy spirit nothing else that's our target that's our goal yeah or we can allow other spirits we can invite them in we can do things that give them uh power to to authority to come into us you know agreement because he's a legalist the devil's a legalist but yeah point being that i believe he's speaking to the spirit that was in Judas Iscariot to do it quickly because he knew he had to do it. So get it over with, you know, basically. Yeah. And we know the setting of this, If back to three weeks ago when we went over the first part of this, is the is the Passover meal, right? And um, this was yeah. this was uh, sometime uh, during the week before the actual Passover because he was preparing himself to be the Passover lamb, right? And so we know this feast was happening. And uh, if, so if we go, I scroll all the way up to verse 1, you'll see that it says, Now before the Feast of Passover. So it was before the Feast of Passover when they were celebrating this, right? And um, this is the, the famous meal. And uh, and he's passing the bread around, pass, getting to pass the wine around, all that type of stuff. But this is really interesting. But we know we have Aaron Antis coming on the show. He came on the show a couple months ago. And he did a painting, and if you look at most paintings, most paintings show all the disciples behind the table, like posing for a picture, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not how it happened, probably, right? Well, what's a more authentic view of what was happening? And we know when they recline, it says they were reclining at the table, right? There is a specific way they did that, where they would be head toward the table with their left elbow down, and they'd be eating with their right hand or drinking with their right hand. Right, and so he did a mm -hmm. painting. His father did a painting that he, he's able to capture, and uh, it's right here. This is more likely what happened here. And another thing that might be pretty bizarre, because Jesus handed him the piece of bread. If you look at this table, um, Judas had to be pretty close to him, and we mm -hmm. know that, and we know from Scripture that John's probably right here. So it's he could have been at the seat of honor. Judas could have been at the seat of honor when this was happening. Uh, we don't know for sure, but uh, this is more an authentic view of it, as you can see, where Jesus was likely, you know, here, at the, and, and you see John, uh, and likely uh, Judas could have been right there. So when he gave it to him, it could have been a, like an honor thing. He had the first one to eat this, even though he just said, somebody's going to betray me, it's an eye, it's an eye, it's an eye, and he gives, it's, it's he who I give the bread to. 
But since he was mm. the table, because he, potentially he was in the seat of honor, and because he he said go do what you need to do quickly, they were thinking he changed subjects. But he hadn't changed the subject, had he? I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything yeah, about this? Go like ahead. you said, he used to, he handled the money, he handled the money bag, and they just figured, well, do it quickly. He maybe thought that he told him to run down to the local Seven Eleven and get us some drinks or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can see the reclining back here. The, the more authentic they would have a, a, a table of some sort, a, a, um, a recliner, if you will, and their mm -hmm. left elbow was down, left elbows down, and, and that frees up their right hand. But this is the way they kind of dined back at that time and obviously yeah. some of some of them would have been on the other side of the table likely right mm -hmm. so this is, this i is always wondered about that whenever i saw that picture it's more like a wedding table you know when you the, mm -hmm. the head table everybody sits behind the table or something the way they've envisioned it before in the rembrandt or whatever that or whoever the artist was yeah exactly so this is this is another authentic painting anybody you can get this at aaron artist paintings i think he has a shopify where you can actually go buy the print of this. Um, it was an amazing story. Uh, Aaron will tell it again about how he was able to find all these original paintings and create prints. So pretty cool um, picture of what we're talking about right now. Um, and it's, it's interesting that his dad even painted these paintings inspired by the Holy Spirit. And Aaron is pointing out things that maybe his dad didn't even realize that no, how the Spirit was ministering through him. It's fascinating. When we have him on again, what, maybe next week, is it? Or It's one of the coming weeks, weeks here we'll yeah, have yeah, him on. And yeah. it's, it's good stuff. I always yeah. pictured him in Lazy Boys, but I guess they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have, lazy, didn't have Lazy Boys and didn't have 7-Elevens <laughs> back then. So No, they did not. <laughs> All right. So that's a pretty cool painting there. Um, anything else grab you about these verses? Um, it's, it's interesting that no, no one thought that uh, that that he was saying you're going to be the betrayer at this point in time, right? So Judas obviously did a f fabulous job thinking, uh, or fooling them that he was a disciple, real disciple, or he really was a real disciple, and his heart changed, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think most scripture I talk about the, the assurance of salvation, so I believe that he was never really there, right? He never really committed completely to Jesus. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Gus. Yeah, just the fact that he was the one who carried the money bag. Not, not that everybody carries the money bag is not a Christian or something like that, but it kind of alludes to maybe he had his mind on his money and his money on his mind or something. You know, he's right. more, more involved with the financial, you know, keep, keeping up with the money, serving mammon more than... Christ but yeah another yeah another interesting thing about this is that um, it's taught uses his full name here Simon mm -hmm. Iscariot right and if you look at Iscariot that's really talking about a region and it looks like he may have been the only disciple that wasn't from Galilee right so he said he was from a different mm -hmm. region which is another interesting thought about this um, the one that betrayed him was one that wasn't really part of you know his hometown if you will right and, uh, if you're watching The Chosen, um, they've I just had that on my mind. <laughs> okay. They, they, just, they just added Judas Iscariot to the character. So I think in January, we'll get to see more and probably see this scene acted out, I would guess, in The Chosen in this next season. So uh, um, find that uh, series. It's a free series, pay-forward series uh, that I think you'll love. All right, uh, Gus. 
So what, I, what we're gonna do now is move into just a, another worship song and then we'll get into the rest of this chapter. But um, that's one thing I just love about this is, is, uh, is just get, getting that Holy Spirit in us and worshiping while we're learning the word. So let's, uh, let's talk about how amazing God is. Here's amazing grace. What do you think about volleying on this? I'll read the verse and you read the scripture or vice sure, versa. Sure, sure, go ahead. <laughs> All right, the first verse is amazing grace. I once was lost, a wretch blind, now found, and I can see. What say you, Rick? Yeah, Ephesians 2, 1, 2. And you were dead in trespasses, sin in which you once walked. But then we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14. Amen. And the second verse is, the hour I first believed, that's the key word, believed, by grace my fears relieved. Yes, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears, Psalm 34.4. Amen. And thirdly, we got, God, my Savior, ransomed me, been set free, and like a flood, my mercy reigns. Or his mercy reigns with unending love. Knowing that you were ransomed from your futile ways with the precious blood of Christ, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Lamentations 3, 2 through 23. And his word my hope secures. He will be my shield as long as life endures. He promised good to me. And again, pointing to the scripture and all these lyrics, Proverbs 35 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Ah, let's take refuge in him and just uh, lift him up. I really love this song too. Amazing grace. 
slow to fulfill his promises, but is patient toward you. The Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope, secures. He will my shield and As life endures, my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns unending. Sneak into one more song here. Oceans where we may feet may fail. Amen. Okay, I'll do the I'll do the verse and you can do the I'll do the lyrics here. When oceans rise, I will call upon your name. Keep my eyes above the waves. Amen. And James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy when you meet trials in various kinds the testing of your faith produces steadfastness that you may be perfect complete lacking in nothing mm. second second verse we talk this song talks about is your sovereign hand will be my guide where my feet may fail and fear surrounds me faith may be stronger in the presence of my savior amen it always is right when you pass through the waters I will be with you. He was with them in the Red Sea. Or when we go through those trials like waters that flood us, right? Yeah. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. That's Isaiah 43, verse 2. Beautiful. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you call me. 
Lord, command me to come to you on the water. When Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus reached out his hand. Matthew 14, 28b and 31a. Praise God. Yes. This is a time we can just worship him. To oceans, even if your feet will fail. He's there for you. You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand.
are ever toward the Lord for he will pluck my feet out of the net Psalm 
nanner nanner or something but it's so far from that it's mm -hmm. it's it's love it's understanding that jesus came as a servant himself and served us mm -hmm. i mean he washed their feet we talked about that in the beginning of this just to demonstrate that and um mm. it's like go to the love chapter in first corinthians chapter 12 i think it is or 13, 13. as if uh if you have not love you know you can give all your money away you can give your body to mm -hmm. be burned if you don't have love you're you're nothing you know it's all about love and this is how people know that his spirit resides in us because we have love for one another mm, amen yes amen yeah and it's, it's interesting because it says it's a new commandment when he says a new commandment i give to you um but we know the yeah. you know that we, we see to, that you love one another um, mm. But remember, Jesus t was teaching that, um, that that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. But also the second is to, it summarizes the rest of them. He basically said that you need to love one another, right? And and uh, But if you go back to Leviticus, um, I think that's here. Where did I have that? I think I had it. Uh, there it is, 1918. There was a commandment back then that says, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against the sons of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor yeah. as yourself. I am the Lord. Way back mm -hmm. in the Old Testament, right? But mm -hmm. what's, what's interesting about this, though, this is talking about the Jewish neighbors and the, and the, or, or the Israeli nation, right? And now he's being very specific. Now it's time for us as disciples of Christ to love another. So it's almost like a new... Um, the body of Christ is being formed right before our eyes here in the scripture and we are to love one another and people are going to know us because we are loving one another. Mm -hmm. Amen. And I often use the analogy from the movie uh, one of my all-time faves A Cool Hand Luke which has <laughs> several, several biblical references in it and uh, he came because basically saying what we have here is a failure to communicate and he came declaring the word of the Lord because uh, they misconstrued it as terms of righteousness or whatever. Abraham, even if you go back to Abraham, who the promise was made to, that he would be the father of all nations. It, it wasn't his good works that gave, made him righteous. It was his belief in the word of God. So it's not our good deeds, but our belief in God. And if we believe in God, we'll do the things out of our heart that what we believe. Mm -hmm. Um, mm, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. One thing I, I miss. It'll come ahead. back to me. <laughs> it'll go now, back. When when this sucks about uh, John being the disciple who he loved, the disciple who he loved, right? So he ah. says, "What what one of his disciples whom Jesus loved?" That's an interesting. I forgot to talk about this. Um, I just mm. noticed that when I was hitting these other scriptures. Um, because obviously Jesus loved all his disciples, I would guess, right? Even even Judas, mm, probably, yeah. right? Um, but it, it's interesting that he he re, John refers to himself in John nineteen twenty six. Here you can see this, where um, it, it, like three other times where he says, when Jesus saw his mother and when he's on the cross and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his to his mother, "Woman, behold your son." Right there. So you can see the disciple whom he loved is talking about himself, talking about the author of this, the John, right? And uh, we see that uh, we see that as well several other times where he does this. Here he is later in John 20. We'll get to this. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, 
the one whom Jesus loved. So I decided this was interesting to see how many times he uses that term and at the very end of his gospel, 21, he says, that disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. Um, so John's referring to him as a disciple whom Jesus loved. So there's some type of real deep bond here between John and Jesus. Thought that was just really interesting. Yes, indeed. And the other thing I did think about was that rather than cut down humans, because we're all, we are the seed of Adam. Mm -hmm. God created us to be in his image, to reflect his image. And he, God is love. Mm -hmm. You know, First John tells us that. Um, and, you know, to love the Lord, it was the Shema prayer. Love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love, and then he says in another place, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. You think if we're all one in Christ, uh, your neighbor's one with you. So love your your one in Christ. Mm -hmm. When you keep if, mm -hmm. if 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 it's anything else, it's division, darkness, mm -hmm. and death. You know, but we all need to love one in love in life in in Christ. Yeah. So that's why it's important yeah. for us to encourage each other because uh, if we're sitting there downing someone else we should rather pray for them encourage them bring them back to to the fold you know or mm -hmm. work toward that rather than cut people down so it, it's all the whole thing's based on love the yes, whole life life is either love or darkness you're either one with all in love and the love of the Lord or you're divided and you're off in darkness somewhere standing alone or with a bunch of people that don't think like you do because we either all think the same thing or all, we all think different things you know? <laughs> yeah, and it is interesting that you know you see this the depiction of uh, Aaron Antis's dad that did this where they're reclining at the table and and uh, when he says this part Judas is gone right so his betrayer's gone so he's saying it to the 11 disciples, right, uh, at this point in time before Matthias is added later. And uh, he's really making sure they understand that it's vital that uh, the world will know you by the love for each other. That's why your brothers and sisters in Christ are like family, guys. They've got to be treated like family. Even if they're Amen. different, even if they bug yeah. you, right, you've got to treat them like family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Right. And all the scriptures, all the, think about all the Ten Commandments, uh, they're steep. They're based out of love. Mm -hmm. If we read the Bible through a lens of God is hateful or he's, he's anything but love, then we're just clearly misinterpreting. We're not reading it correctly because God is love. Mm -hmm. The uh, things that happen in the Old Testament where he takes out villages and stuff like that or tribes of other you know it's our enemies the enemies of god that he's mm -hmm. doing it for love for us he's protecting us as a good father would right and i know you guys have to take out the dinner here pretty soon i just want to do a time check because i started late um guys so uh, it's 6 13 uh, now so uh do we have a little bit more time to go through the rest of this yeah okay. we should be good to 6 30. okay good good so um, so I'll, I'm gonna I'll, I'll wait to go to the other song till after we get through the rest of this. So this there's just these uh, last few verses where Jesus foretells Peter's denial. You want to read this, Gus? Sure. Simon Peter said to him, "Lord, where are you going?" Jesus answered him, "Where I am going, you cannot follow me now." Emphasis on the word now, right? But you will follow afterward. 
Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus said, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the, ro the rooster will crow. The ro rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Now that's a little prophecy. He's prophesying to Peter right then to build his faith. If you really think about this, because Jesus knows all things. He knows he's going to deny him three times. So, of course, we'll find out later on in, in the book when Peter does actually, that happens. That's when Peter says, oh man, I remember Jesus told me I'd do that. And it actually built his faith and his fear and reverence toward Jesus as the great I am, you know? Yes. And, and plus the fact that he knew he was going to deny him. <laughs> We're all going to, we might deny him sometime in our life. But he's always there waiting for us to come back. He's the, we're the prodigal sons. He's the, he's the daddy waiting, just waiting. All he wants, he wants to, he, he, that's why he turns us over. He allows us to be turned over to take, get a taste of darkness. So we appreciate what love and light and life is, you know. Yeah. And uh, Peter became the rock, right? So, yeah. I mean, really the rock of the church. He built his foundation on, on Peter. Um, and so so that experience uh, just made him more committed and uh, we're able to teach more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, didn't the disciples know already what the Lord Jesus said before about when the disciples say, Why are you calling? He, the disciples, said it before. Yeah, many times they kept. Like, and Jesus times. says, You don't know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm with you so long. So long, yes. <laughs> you still don't know me? You don't know? Yeah. What um, where I'm going? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he continually told the story that hey, where we, what he was here for? That he's gonna have to go to the cross, you know. And like Peter says, I'll, I'll run to death with you, you know. And then this, it's not you won't, you'll deny me three times. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> Jesus maybe thinking, you know the. Know the scriptures of the Torah. What the Torah yeah. happened to the Isaiah, mm -hmm. Isaiah, mm -hmm. Asua, mm -hmm. the suffering, yeah, the suffering servant. I, that after they were, don't yeah. seeing seeing this so long with time, you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, often, often, unfortunately, happens, doesn't it? When uh, uh, and and it's interesting. What I love about this part of the scripture, though, right here, where it says, "Where I am going, you cannot follow me now," because he's going to be the first, the first fruits of the resurrection, right? But right here, mm -hmm. look at this. But you will follow afterwards. So even though he's going to tell Peter he denies him, um, he's telling mm -hmm. all the disciples, "You're going to follow me after I." I'm dead and I send the Holy Spirit down in you and this Holy Spirit's going to come in you. He doesn't say all this, but this is what's going to happen, right? So he sends this Holy Spirit and we get to follow him, the resurrected Christ. 
What a beautiful thing. But, but you will follow afterwards. So after Jesus died, we all get to follow him. What a beautiful time to mm. do that. He laid down our life for us, right? Um, mm. Yes. And did you, he even hints at it here. He says, will you lay down your life for me? Right? Uh, and so um, we nobody laid down their life for Jesus. But right. he, but he laid his life down for us, right? And and we, and what what a beautiful thing! And I just love the scripture of uh, Romans five eight. God demonstrated his own life, that his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us Amen. while we were still Amen. sinners, right? So even mm. though he loved these guys, they were still sinners. That's uh, and and you can go mm. through through hard times when when God when you're struggling with God. And, and things aren't working out, and you're just mad at God, people in your your, fam, your family's dying, something horrible happens in your life, and you're mad at God. And that's okay, you can call out to him. And um, and you know what? Once once you, once you realize that how much he loves you, you've repented, yeah, he's gonna accept you right back into his arms. And you're gonna probably be much stronger after that experience, and have a much Amen. deeper love, just like, just like Peter the Rock did. Um, Amen. Mm. Beautiful scripture. Because yeah, mm-hmm. he's no doubt feeling down after he denied him and realized mm. what Jesus. That's why Jesus told him. Mm. I, don't, I don't want to tell the end of the story. Before <laughs> <laughs> we get there, <laughs> it's like I want to tell it all now. We'll we'll cover it when we get to it. Yeah, but yeah, this, we'll this ends up good. Even even in failure, uh, Christ can turn your failures into faith if you trust in him and trust in his word so people that are feeling like oh i've done this there's no way he's ever going to forgive me well peter denied him three times we discussed earlier what would have happened if uh if judas iscariot had went back to jesus and asked him for forgiveness he would have forgave him i think because he forgives everybody that's he wants us to freely choose him he's not a dictator but he wants us to taste darkness and light and and freely choose him because then you know he's he's an easy leader to follow he's all about love and good things amen amen and i love uh, to see chris worship <laughs> so we're gonna go into another song and this one is do it again um i love this one um I guess you want to read the verses the verses and i'll read the bibles sure the first one is Knowing the battle's won, great is your faithfulness. I'll see you do it again. Mm-hmm. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the clouds. Psalm 36, 5. And the second one, I know the night won't last and your word will come to pass. I believe. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. John 8, 12. Amen, amen. You moved the mountains. You made a way where there was no way. Mm-hmm. He's a way maker. So Matthew 17, 20 talks about, For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, nothing will be impossible for you. And John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Wow, he's our Savior. Yeah. Amen. He- now the person, the question is, 
done this often. Mm-hmm. Amen. Here we go. We're going to worship to this beautiful song. Do it again. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come Knowing the battle's won For you have never failed me still stands great is your faithfulness faithfulness still in your hands this is my confidence you've never
I just love this worship music. Um, we'll, we'll finish up with House of the Lord later. I know we've got uh, Gus and, oh, sorry, I got to Kimberly there. But uh, we'll probably go another 15, I think. Oh, you can. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was going to wrap her up with some final thoughts on the verses and then uh, uh, then um, then we'll end with House of the Lord. Then we'll end with House of the Lord. Right. Chris said, it's all right, whatever. He said he's having a good time with the worship. Yeah, he loves right. the worship, the Lord. I love that. So uh, uh, any final thoughts on the, on, on the book of, uh, uh, chapter 13 in the book of John, Gus? Um, I think just in summary, we've seen two aspects of, uh, and I think maybe that's why in the end of that book, of course, when the scriptures were written, they didn't have the chapter and verse there, but I truly believe uh, the Holy Spirit guided them when they divided them into chapter and verse. Mm -hmm. But I find it interesting that Judas in the beginning betrayed him and the end of the chapter, uh, we're gonna find out that uh, Jesus declared it right there in the end that Peter would deny him three times. Mm -hmm. One guy lost hope, lost faith and belief in the word itself because jesus not just the man he's the word made flesh uh one guy didn't rest in the scriptures and he went out and committed suicide another one hold on held on and jesus brought him back and his faith was strong he was stronger than than ever before you know peter's shadow actually healed people in the book of acts we were just talking yes. about that the other day yeah. how that people go just get in this cast shadow and they'd be healed or touched. Mm. So oh, yeah. it's a contrast. It's all faith. It's mm -hmm. all faith in the word of God who is love. Mm -hmm. I, I, I saw the verse in the scene, the uh -huh. scene about the leave and the follow and and love in it too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's prompting me to believe more follow more and the love is is 
in us. Mm-hmm. Amen. I love it. I love it. That's one thing, um, Gus, the Holy Spirit inspired Gus to, we need to attach all these songs that we're worshiping to, to scripture. And so not only do we do that at the beginning where we look at the scripture, we also, as Chris was saying, there's scripture at the bottom when those those lyrics are going up, right? So if you look at the bottom of our worship music, um, it's tying us back to scripture as we go. And and that's what mm. I just love about these beautiful songs. So if you have a favorite song that you have out there, uh, let us know on Rumble or Facebook or, or come to the neighborhood, the neighborhood.social. That's where we're congregating. You can download neighborhood.social on your phone, the Google Google Store or the Apple Store, or you just go to neighborhood.social on your PC, right? And then you can, uh, uh, that's where we're all congregating. Let us know what song you could just listen to and worship to all the time. And we take those beautiful songs, put beautiful video, as you saw, um, with the lyrics very clear so you can sing along and participate. Uh, but then then the, the scriptures at the bottom uh, of, of, as we're going along in the song. So I just love it. I, I just, I'm in tears half the time when Emma gives me a new video. Uh, it's just, I just love this. And uh, it's a beautiful part of this ministry. Go ahead, Gus. Yeah, I was just thinking it's just as much like the cutie strong patches, right? With the sensories, you're working all the senses. You're, yeah. you're seeing the word. Mm-hmm. You're reading the word. Mm-hmm. You're digesting it. You're, you're, you're hearing, you're saying it, yeah. you're hearing it, mm-hmm. you're, you're singing it to the Lord because the Lord inhabits the praises yeah. of his people so it's it's wonderful and the plus you got the images behind to really kind of hit your heart and just right. it's like they all tell a story as you go through and it's awesome yeah if we have a little bit of time I'm going to go ahead and do something that um, you know most people would not do when they're teaching this right is uh, because I love scripture and I love the reliability of the Bible and teaching how people can look to see what the original writers wrote and show that the, the, the Bible is the most reliable document of antiquity by far, especially the New Testament. But there are some issues, right? And, and, and people and critics will attack it hard. Um, but I just want to kind of show you one of those now. So there's four different accounts of exactly Peter, what does Jesus say to Peter here? And one of them's different, okay, of the four gospels. Um, but to me, if you look at any lawyer talking to all these people, if everybody says the exact same thing, then they, they're basically probably colluding with each other versus different people hearing slightly different things and potentially recording it differently. Also, scribes who did a really good job, uh, better than any document antiquity by far, had to copy these because they were on, we don't have the original documents of any document antiquity, right? Uh, Plato, Aristotle, History of Rome, Homer by Iliad, all that we don't, then also the Bible, right? Because we didn't have paper at that time, so they had to recopy them. Um, But we have 24,000 copies of the New Testament, it's the most reliable. But I did want to show you just real quick, if we go to these other three accounts, like here's the one that's in Matthew, says, Jesus said to him, truly I tell you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So you see this is added this very night. We get more context. Jesus said a little bit more than what we thought, right? Here in the book of Matthew versus what we read in John. But again, the whole story is the same. The whole theology is the same. And here we have all these different witnesses, four different witnesses telling their accounts of what happened. So we can be massively confident that this did happen and that the Bible has recorded it in a massive accurately form. Um, but there is one 
I'm hearing Mark that says something that I believe a scribe either made an error or the person that wrote Mark from the beginning probably made an error. So, and so these are the things that critics attack that you need to be able to defend with an understanding textual criticism. That's why I have the whole course on the impactor for truth on the training tab of blessedteach.com. So if you want to really get trained good about defending the Bible, uh, bonding with friends, red pilling friends, uh, that, that whole course, Impactor for Truth, is on the training tab of blessedteach.com. That's blessed with the number two teach.com. But you can see here, surely I tell I'm you this very, this, this very night before the rooster, the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. So this is this twice word is what critics will attack heavily, right? Because uh, um, on the other version, um, the other um, testimony of Luke says uh, what the other two, three do. I tell you, uh, Peter, the, roast, the, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times that you know me. So you can see slightly different wording, all saying before the rooster crows once, except for Mark will actually say it twice, the crows twice. Now he could have talked, he could have, there's a lot of ways to, to, to logically talk about this, but most likely this is a slight error, right? A slight error in the way Mark heard it or, or was given to it or uh, a scribe did this wrong in the, one of the original versions. Um, but I do think we have to own up when people talk about the inerrancy of scripture. I, I really think it's the most, I think, I think, I just, I don't like to talk about that word. I like to say this the Bible is the most reliable document of antiquity ever, by far. Nothing comes close, right? So it doesn't matter if there's slight differences like this, right? But there's four different accounts giving us absolute confidence that this happened, and you can trust the Bible, and uh, it's an amazing book. It's a supernatural book as we get into textual criticism, archaeology, and prophecy. It's a true history because of all the archaeological evidence, and because of the prophecy fulfillment, it is a supernatural book unlike no other but anyway, I just wanted to make sure everybody knew that this, that you're mm. going to, if you love the Bible, the critics will attack you, right? And those mm. silly, little silly things like this, when all these four stories are, are 99% all the same, and they're going to take that one thing, and they're going to try to try to pick at it, right? Yeah, uh, but, I could say something about this. Mm -hmm. um, many Christians attack the feather. The feather. Meaning, each other or yeah, uh -huh, why yeah, that's true, yeah, some, that's true, yeah. Some factions are different, yeah. Some person says the Bible is saying this, the law is saying this, mm -hmm. and one person is this Christian is saying, no, it's this, but really, the war is and the board is written and asked to to sing it meaning to practice mm -hmm. is this but also the holy spirit in the is the word too mm -hmm. so i i think christian choking Cracks to other Christians with doctrine. With doctrine, yeah. Yeah, it's not. Not good. <laughs> it's not the Holy Spirit in it. Right. Yes. It's carnal interpretations, perhaps. You know, they're just reading it wrong without the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit's not gonna. 
argue like that, you know. And the other thing I was thinking, Greg, was uh, here Jesus is prophesying to Peter to build his faith by this experience. He's telling him how he's going to mess up. So when he does, he's going to, it's, it's going to make Jesus that more valid to him. Like Amos 3, 7, God, surely God does nothing without telling his servants, the prophets first, or he says something that it happens. And what's the odds he's going to say something about a rooster crowing? Then he's going to deny him. All of them express that, whether it was two times or if it was, you know, this little things that don't don't really matter. Because like I say, the Bible's true in, its, in what it's saying. But it's these, like you said, if, if the same, if four different people witness something happening from four different perspectives, they're bound to have little intricacies that are a little bit different, but the meat of the story is the same thing. Right, it actually adds to it because now you have four witnesses versus one person saying it, like uh, the entire Quran, for instance, is one person with no witnesses, right? As as well as many other uh, false books. So this has four witnesses. You can be very confident in the reliability of the Bible. I just love it. And we're, we're going to move to a beautiful worship song again to, to wrap this up. Um, if you have any comments or any discussion, we can kind of have that a little bit uh, uh, afterwards. But uh, we want to we run into this house of the Lord, which is a fun little song here. Um, which we are. Yeah. Amen. We are the house of the Lord. Yes. Mm. Th- there's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. That's Psalm 1611a. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? And that's 1 Corinthians 6.19. Amen. It says, We worship the God who was and is and evermore will be. Let the house of the Lord sing praises. Amen. That house we are. We're going to sing them here in a minute. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That's Revelation 4, 8. Praise the Lord in the mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds according to his excellent greatness. That's Psalm 150, 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yes, he hung Mm -hmm. upon that cross. The God who heals and saves and rose from the grave. Amen. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. 1 Peter 2.24 And having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith. Elijah 2 verse 12a Great way to end with some praise. Praise in the house of the Lord. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory.
Consider yourselves dead to sin and alive in God, in Christ Jesus. Romans 6.11. Woo! I tell you what, we could keep on going forever, but uh, just wanted mm-hmm. to let you guys know we love you. And uh, we, we're going to continue to pour into Scripture. This was uh, chapter 13. Remember that last part where they'll know us by the love for each other. Yeah. Anything else, Gus or Chris? Well, just throw emphasis on that love for each other. They don't know us by us actually carrying our Bible around or dressing a certain way or looking like it's actually our love for one another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and, and we're all Amen. called to be image-bearing humans. So why mock or make fun of another image-bearing Christian? Rather lift them up, love them, pray for them. Yeah. If, if the whole world does that, then Jesus is returning. You know, that's what he's waiting for, for us to to come alive in him, in his word. Amen. Revival. Christopher? Anything? I, I, I think following your words about love is revival to revival. our people in the world. Mm-hmm. Revival through Holy Spirit and the good truths <laughs> of Jesus. Amen. He's risen. He's risen. It's so awesome. For those of you who don't know, uh, that's uh, Chris Wagner, Amanda Grace's husband, who 
is uh, doing so great, uh, recovering from his brain surgery. You can communicate so well now. Uh, we appreciate you, Chris, so much. Appreciate you, Gus. I know you. I know you guys are in. Um, you're visiting Robin Bullock's church, right, for a big baptismal yeah. celebration uh, tomorrow, right? Yes, yes right. I'm yes, excited. Other prophet coming. Timothy Dixon is going to be here with us. Oh yes. All it's right. Power. You're going to have Amanda Grace, Timothy Dixon, and Robin Bullock all in the same place. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> that is it. I am so that jealous. Is. So they're, well, they're come on over and join us. So they're in Alabama. What city is uh, Robin Bullock's church in again? Warrior. Warrior, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And what a perfect that's that's a perfect place to be for, for his his warrior spirit, right? Yes, so, he is a warrior for sure. I love it. So uh, that's really I think but part of the Blessed Teach Ministry is really um, gotten dirt pretty darn close with Amanda Grace's Ark of Grace, Miss and Kristen Amanda's Ark of Grace ministry with Mary Crowley's prophetic ministry with Julie Green's prophetic ministry, and uh, now now uh, as Ark of Grace gets really close to. Uh, Robin Bullock's uh, prophetic ministry. It's just, I think that's a big part of what this ministry will be about as well. Um, mm-hmm. But we love, but we love you guys so much. Um, we just wanted to let you know that we uh, appreciate you a ton. And thank you. This, yeah, we're gonna be doing Week of you too. Uh, thank you. Uh, th- 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 mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris. And we uh, and we're gonna do this every Friday night, going over the Book of John, and also Sunday morning I'll be going over the Book of Revelation, chapter. 15 I believe we're on and so no 16 we did 15 on Thursday and then on Monday I'll be going over chapter 16 I'm 17 16 and 17 16 on Sunday so join us for word and worship at 10 a.m. CST tomorrow and I'll be doing this finishing up revelations on again Sunday Monday and Thursday and then every Friday we'll be going over the book of John with Gus and uh, when Chris can make it it'll be awesome we love you guys so much. If everybody backstage wouldn't mind unmuting and saying a goodbye, I appreciate it. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Yeah, stay in faith, not fear. Remember, live by faith and not sight. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.